Hey, thanks so much for stopping by the Roar Church Podcast. This is Pastor Anthony. We're believing that today's going to be a great day. Let's jump in today's message. Hi, Roar fam and everybody else tuning in today. I'm so excited uh, to, to be here with you all just to bring forth the word of the Lord uh, this evening. And uh, we're going to be jumping right into the word of the Lord uh, I, I believe today's message is going to be very powerful. So matter of fact, before you even get to the scripture and before we, we go in, make sure you're sharing this really quick because this is one of those messages. If you see somebody jump on mid-message, uh, do me a favor, message them and say, you got to rewind back uh, this vi- uh, this stream right here so they can get it from the very beginning because if you jump in midway you're going to get lost and i want to make sure that you're following with me here tonight so we're going to be going to the book of saint john chapter 21 and we're going to be starting at verse 15 and i'm going to read uh, the new living translation so the book of saint john chapter 21 Starting at verse 15. And, and tonight, this is this is a message where there's going to be a, more teaching and I'm going to preach to the end. But I need you to stay with me because God's going to really speak to us today uh, about relationship. And so what I'm going to be talking about today, what, what God really put on my heart is to talk to you on this subject. Don't get lost in, in the translation. Don't get lost in translation. And so here we go. Book of John chapter 21. Verse 15, Bible says, and after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know, I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Verse 16, and Jesus repeated the, the question, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know, I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Now I'm going to read right here. That's verse 17, but I'm going to read verse 17 in the King James Version. Where he said, he saith uh, unto him a third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. Now, there's a reason why I, I jumped back to the King James Version. Uh, I wanted to read the New Living Translation so we would, uh, you know, not have to deal with all the vowels and the days and, and, and you know, put the, the text in, in language we could understand. But in the King James Version, it gives a more accurate uh, picture of what we're going to be focusing on here in, in a little bit. And so again, uh, here, verse 17, a third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus had asked that question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Then Jesus said, feed, then Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Let's go before the Lord right now in prayer. And as we go before God, what I want us to do is I want us to just pray that the Lord will clear our minds, clear our hearts. And take away all the distractions that are going on right now uh, in society, in our life. Forget about the bills. Forget about what you have to do on work on Monday and, and just focus on the word of the Lord. So I want you to pray that prayer with me right now. Father, 
we come before you, Jesus, and, and we first of all thank you, God, that we're here ready to hear your word, to receive this day our daily bread, because we know you have a word specifically for us. Ask you, Father, that you help each and every one of us that are watching right now, whether it be alive, whether it's somebody one week or two weeks or even a month from now, God, but as we're watching this, that right now we would help us clear everything that's going on in our mind and just focus on your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. All right, let's get going. I'm excited about this message because this is one of these messages where I've not really uh, ever heard taught correctly. And this is where the teaching is going to come into play. When we talk about don't get lost in the translation. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean about when we talk, sometimes we just are on different wavelengths, right? Have you ever had a conversation with somebody and you said one thing and they heard one completely thing or they heard something else completely different? Right. This this is this happens a lot. Matter of fact, I, I'll step on my own toes so I don't step on anybody else's. You know, one time I had this conversation with Karen and, and this was, I don't know, maybe like a, a year and a half uh, in our marriage. And I asked her, you know, I came home from work and I asked her, what's for dinner? And that's all I really wanted to know was what, what, we, what we were going to eat. Now, I spoke and she heard a different translation because when she responded she didn't name the meal. She started to describe this or went into the story for about 20 minutes. She talked about while I went, you know, to the grocery store and I was thinking about, you know, we haven't had this, you know, we haven't had uh, pasta in a while or spaghetti. So I thought about making spaghetti. But while I was at the grocery store uh, looking for pasta, I thought, you know, I'm not feeling like pasta today. And, you know, then I thought I started thinking about, well, what, ha what does Lewis like that he hasn't, you know, eaten in a while? And she goes on this, you know, 20 minute story just to, to, to answer the question later on, which is who was having hamburger helper. And I was like, all I wanted to know was what the hamburger helper was, that we were going to have hamburger helper. But in our communication, we weren't on the same wavelengths. Y'all feeling me? Where you, you say something, you, you, you communicate something, but the other party does not understand what it is you're really trying to tell them. And this scripture is a classic lost in translation. You know, and they're just the things where they say it loses something in translation. You know, for, for my Mexican family, if you've ever been hurt as a child and you heard that sana, sana, colita de rana, where it's healing, healing the butt of a frog. I have no idea, you know, where that derives from. It just, it loses something in translation. And here in the text, we find Jesus and Peter having a conversation, but they're getting lost in translation. Where Jesus asked Peter three times, Peter, do you love me? And Peter, uh, he asked him the first time, Peter, do you love me? And Peter's like, yes, Lord, you know, you know, I love you. And so Jesus asked him the second time, Peter, do you love me? And Peter's like, yes, Lord, uh, I, I, you know all things, you know, I love you. And so a third time, uh, Jesus asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? And, and the Bible says when we read here uh, in the New Living Translation that Peter was was hurt because Jesus had asked that question a third time. Where he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And so uh, when I've heard this message, uh, when I've heard this scripture, this passage of scripture taught or preached, it, it, it's been with, uh, I would say, a lack of understanding about the conversation. They got lost or, or didn't do the due diligence of studying the original text and got lost in the translation. Right. It's like the, that, that sana sana colita de rana. It's, it, it means something in the Spanish culture. But when you translate it into English, it, 
What are you talking about being healed by the blood of a frog? It, it, just, it just doesn't make no sense. And so because of this, a lot of times we look at this conversation and, and, and often preachers or teachers will talk about the reason why Jesus asked Peter three times, do you love me? Is because three times Peter denied Christ, right? And, and, and we talk about this being a, a redemption process for Peter. But that's not what the conversation uh, or that's not what's taking place here in the conversation, right? If we study uh, the scripture, we go into the original text, we find that there's there's some different things being spoken here that if we took it in just the English translation, we're going to miss, right? Because from the English version, we look at it from the standpoint where Jesus is asking Peter three times, do you love me? And Peter's like, Lord, I've already answered this two times. Why are you asking me a third time if I love you? I, I already told you I do. You know that I, you know all things, you know that I love you. But what we need to understand is the kind of love that they're talking about. You know, I, I, I love pizza. Y'all have heard me talk about my, my bad eating habits and, you know, how I love cookies and all the good things. And I can talk about how I love cinnamon rolls and, you know, I love uh, Pizza Hut and I love, you know, Topper's Pizza or I love hamburgers from this place. But then when I take that same word and I said, I love my wife and I love my kids and I love my God. Are we talking about the same type of love, the same level of love? See, what's happening here is that Jesus and Peter are talking about two completely different kinds of love. If you were to study, the, uh, go to the original text, the Greek here, the first time Jesus asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? That word love that Jesus is saying is agapeo which is a self-sacrificing love. In, in the different uh, coin Greek words that are used to describe love, there, there are three main ones. There's uh, uh, the third one that's most frequently used as eros, is where we get, uh, again, the, the physical expression for the word of love. Then there's phileo, which is brotherly love. And then agape, which is a self-sacrificing kind of love. And so Jesus is asking Peter, Peter, do you agapeo me? Do you love me with the self-sacrificing kind of love and Peter responds I'm gonna I'm gonna read the the the, the scripture again here but I'm gonna change the words of love that they're talking about so now I want us to hear it again in in the manner of which they're speaking so we're gonna go back to verse 15 so after breakfast Jesus asked Simon Peter Simon Peter of John Simon son of John do you agapeo me more than these yes Lord Peter replied, you know, I phileo you. Ooh, right? Understanding now that they're using two different words for love. We now we understand, hey, there's, there's a miscommunication. There, 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 there's something in the translation we weren't, able to get, we weren't able to pick up. They're using two different words for love. Jesus is asking Peter, do you love me with... The self-sacrificing kind of love. And Peter's like, I, I, you know, I love you like you're my brother, Jesus. I love you like, you know, like we're, we're family. But um, uh, I don't know if it's a self-sacrificing kind of love. And so again, Jesus asks Peter the question. Jesus repeated the question. Here we are, verse 16. Simon, son of John, do you, I got pay on me. Do you love me with the self-sacrificing kind of love? Now, notice what Peter says this time. He goes, yes, Lord, 
Peter said, you know I phileo you. Again, using two different words. Jesus is talking about loving Peter, loving Jesus on this level. And Peter's like, I love you, Jesus, on, on this level. You see, they're not on the same wavelengths. There's a difference. So this is what happens. And this is why I read verse 17 here uh, in, in the King James Version. That's what I'm going to read right now. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, I got, we're sorry, Simon, son of Jonas, phileo thou me. Now notice the third time Jesus didn't say, do you agapeo me? He goes, do you phileo me? Jesus changed his wording. And that's why the Bible says Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, phileo me. Do you, do you love me like a brother? And that's where Peter gets frustrated. He goes, Lord, you know all things. You know that I believe. He's saying, look, I've been telling you this whole time that I love you at this level. I phileo you. And so he was, he was grieved because finally Jesus lowered the level of love that he was talking about and then spoke the level of love that Peter was talking about this entire time. And now that we understand that they're talking about two different kinds of love, it puts this passage of scripture in a whole new dynamic that we would have missed and would have lost in the regular translation of just reading the scripture. This is why I'm very big. I know a lot of times, you know, we, we like to read scripture or Bible uh, passage of, passages of Bible that make sense to us, right? Different versions, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you know what Paul uh, gives to uh, gives instruction to Timothy when he goes, "Look, you have to study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth." Means we can't just read something and jump to our own conclusion. We have to do homework. We have to study, we have to dive and dig deep into the word because if not, we will get lost in the translation. We will think God is talking to us in one manner when he really means something else. We'll think that it's just, oh, God's giving chance, or God's giving Peter a chance to, to redeem himself from the three times that he said, or from the three times that he denied Jesus. No, no, that's, this is a different conversation that's happening here where Jesus is saying, Peter, do you have a love for me that where you would sacrifice your wants and needs for my wants and needs? Do you love me with a self-sacrificing kind of love? And Peter's not, not, not ready to, to, to go to that love. He goes, I phileo you. I love you like we was brothers. I love you like we was family. Now think about that for a minute. Think about the, the relationship we have with some of our family members. Right. There, there's moments of disagreements. There's moments of fights. And but there's, you know, you have this thing where, yeah, you can fight and, and, and have arguments, but then you come together and everything's fine. And time, you know, you you have these ups and downs, right, where you love each other one month and then you don't love each other the next month. And, you know, you get together for a barbecue and so and so said something to so and so. And now there's fighting and arguing. And then it gives, you know, you, you, you understand what I'm saying. You have that up and down. Right. That's what Peter saying. Look at Lord. I'm committed. I, I, I love you on this level like you were a brother. And then finally, the third time Jesus says, Peter, do you phileo me? And this is where Peter gets frustrated because he finally Jesus used the terminology that Peter was using. Now, this is where, now that we've done our study and we understand that Jesus and Peter have been talking about different 
uh, levels of love. We're, we're going to get into that, what God's trying to, to speak to us today. Because I, I really believe that God has this conversation with each and every one of us. I know God's had this conversation with me. Where he says, Lewis, do you love me? And, and before I would take it, you know, with, with this same conversation, yes, Lord, I love you. But I got lost in the translation. Not understanding that God was trying to say, hey, do you love me with the self-sacrificing kind of love? Do you love me with a love that you will put your wants and needs uh, to the side and let my, my desires, my needs, my wants for you in your life reign and take priority? See, a lot of times we don't understand the different levels of love that, that Jesus is trying to talk to us or even the levels of love that we talk to God about. And this is a conversation where notice the results. Jesus says, do you agapeo me? The first time Peter says, Lord, I phileo you. The result was feed my sheep. Second time, Jesus said, Peter, do you agapeo me? Uh, Peter said, Lord, you know, I phileo you. The result Take care of my sheep. The results stayed the same. The third time, Jesus lowered his level of love that he was talking about. He said, Peter, do you phileo me? And Peter's like, yes, Lord, that's what I've been telling you this whole time. That I, I love you at this level. And notice the result. It was the same. Then feed my sheep. And what's happening right now between Jesus and Peter what's happening between Jesus and each and every one of us is that Jesus is trying to get us to this to this point where we love him with an agapeo love with an agape love a self-sacrificing kind of love the, the the most highest level of expression of love that we can give Jesus that's the kind of love he wants us to give but for whatever reason we're like Peter and we say Lord I can only love you this. I know you want me to love you this much, Jesus, but I can only, I think I can only love you here at this level. I think I can, yeah, this is where I'm comfortable saying that. And when I, when I have to study the mindset of Peter and put myself in Peter's shoes and understanding the story of, of where they're at, where Peter denied Jesus the three times and he no longer felt himself worthy to be called the disciple, which is, you know, I, I look at, at scriptural evidence when the angel spoke uh, and he said, tell the disciples and Peter, because I knew Peter was in a mindset where he didn't uh, uh, feel worthy to be called the disciple of Christ. And here, when Jesus encounters him out the shore, this is where Peter's fishing. He went back, he went back to the place where Jesus first found him, right? Where with that first interaction, when Jesus and Peter meet, Peter was fishing. And here after the resurrection, Jesus comes to Peter. And where is Peter? He's right back where he started. He's fishing. And so the Bible talks about their exchange and how once Peter knew it was Jesus, he took off all his clothes and swam to Jesus. But there's still this sense of, I am not worthy of the love of God. There's still, I have to have to say or, or, or surmise that Peter's going through this mindset that I am not worthy, not just to receive the love of God, but not worthy to give my ultimate love to God because of the shame of how I denied Jesus. I can best describe this uh, in my relationship with my wife. You know, there have been times where because of how we've treated one another and we've mismanaged our, 
uh, our, our treatment towards each other that when we try to reconcile and, and be affectionate, there's a portion of us where we where I felt unworthy of her love. Like she deserves somebody better than me. Or because of all my all my mishaps and mistakes and and, 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 and just my flaws and my, my self-doubt, I think, man, I don't deserve her. I'm not worthy of, of this love. And, and it puts a shame uh, in, in my heart as far as I want to love her to the best of my ability. But then I question my ability to always be the right version for her, if that makes sense. Right? There are times where, I, you know, I said, look, I'm not going to yell at you again. And then something happens. It's a crazy day at work. The kids are driving us crazy. There's just frustrations. And there we go yelling at each other. And it's hard to, to say, I'm going to love you where I, I never lose my temper again. Because I, I've lost my temper before. And so there's a part of me that's afraid to make a certain level of commitment of love towards her because of my mistakes. And, and this is Peter right here. Where he was the one saying, Lord, no, I'll never leave you. I'll, I'll, I'll never run away from you. And that's when Jesus told him, look at, hey, before the rooster crows three times, you're going to deny me. And Peter goes, that'll never happen. And it happened. And so now at this moment where Jesus is trying to bring Peter back to this, to this certain level of love, Peter doesn't want to make that commitment before Jesus. He's hesitant. Where Jesus is asking Peter, do you agapeo me? Do you love me at, at this level? And Peter's where, Lord, you know all things. You know I can only commit to here. Because I promised you before that I wasn't going to leave you. I, I promised you before, God, that I was never going to forsake you. I promised you before, God, that I was going to be faithful and, and, and I failed. I promised you before, God, I was never going to do that drug again. God, I promised you before, God, that I wasn't going to repeat that sin again. God, I promised you before that I wasn't going to go back to pornography. God, I promised you before. And we, we make these promises to God and because we failed, we feel like, man, it's just impossible for me to love God at this level. It's, it's not something wrong with Jesus. It's something wrong with Peter. And this is what God is trying to get us to understand today about the level of love that we're willing to give him. Where we think we can't love God with this, with this special kind of love because it's just impossible because we'll fail and we'll fall over and over again. And it has nothing to do. We don't factor in the love that Jesus has for us. We simply factor in our faults, our limitations, our shortcomings in our relationship with God. And that's not what Jesus wants. He wants you to love him at the level he's asking you. To love him at. But notice this. Again the third time Jesus he lowered that level of love. Because he understood Peter was still going through this process. Peter was still going through this, this, under, this understanding. Uh, that he had to somehow earn his way back to them. And when Jesus lowers that level of love. He goes look at look at. Okay fine. You don't, you don't love me with the self-sacrificing love. The third time he goes, do you love me like a brother? And Peter says, yes, Lord, that's the love 
I've been, I've been talking about this whole time. Notice how Jesus lowers his expectation of love in the conversation. Because he understands Peter's not at a point where he's able to, to, to accept that, that no matter what sin he has committed, that no matter how many times he has failed Jesus, that Jesus still wants the most highest, precious, purest love to be between them. And, and so it's this, this mindset that Peter has, and, and, and he, he, he has this comparison game because later on, a few verses down, he asked Jesus, what's going to happen to John? And Jesus said, if I want John to live till I, I come, what's, what is that to you? You follow me. He, here he goes, let, let me go to the, the scripture right here. Where verse 20, Peter turned around and saw behind him the disciple Jesus loved. He's talking about John, the one who had leaned over to Jesus during supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, what about him, Lord? Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. You see, a lot of times in life, when we've made promises to God, when we say, Lord, I'm, I'm never going to do this sin again. Lord, I'm never going to act this way again. Lord, I'm never going to leave you again. Lord, I'm not going to forsake you again. And we fail in our commitment to God. It brings about this, this shame in our life where I am not worthy to love God on this level again. Like, like the prodigal son who when going back to his father didn't go back to say, dad, can you take me home? He had this concept in his mind saying, I don't deserve to be called my father's son. But if I can just be a servant in my father's house, we go back to God after failing, not we, like the prodigal son thinking, my, you know, God will never accept me as a son again. If I can just be a servant, I have to demote myself in my relationship with God. And, and that's what Peter's, that's what he's doing right now. He's saying, no, I can't be a son to you anymore. I can only be a servant. I can't, I can't go back to this level of love because I failed you. That's what we do to God. We say, Lord, I, I, I can't be a daughter again. I, just, I can be a servant. I, I can just be a servant in your household, but I, I can never have this restoration of love. And we forget that what God did on the cross was wiped away every sin, past, present, and future. What Jesus did for you and me was take away sin so that there would be this, there no more miscommunication, no more loss in, in translation on the level of love that God wants to have between us where he said, I've removed every obstacle. That's why Paul said that nothing, not debt, nor height, no principalities, not my past, not my parents, not the curses that God placed on me. Nothing can separate me from the love. Jesus, help me right now. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. And he's talking about agapeo love. He's not talking about brotherly love or any other form or lower of love. He's talking about the highest, purest love. Nothing, nothing, nothing can separate us from experiencing that love. 
And God has sent me here today to remind myself, to let you know that it doesn't matter how many times you've fallen. The Bible says a righteous man will fall seven times, but get back up eight. That no matter how many times you've struggled with that sin that you're trying to overcome, listen, nothing can separate you. You need to turn it, you need to turn it and tell somebody and just encourage them right now in this moment. Hey, I know you've been struggling with this in your life and you're thinking that because you've been dealing with pornography, you've been thinking because you've been dealing with that addiction, you think because your relationships have been all out of whack and all out of order that it doesn't allow you to be a true son, a true daughter of God. No, God said nothing can separate you from his love. Nothing. Nothing. I want you to stand up and say it with me. Nothing. Nothing. You need to repeat this to yourself. Type it in the comics. Nothing can separate me from experience the level of love Jesus wants to have with me. And that level of love that Jesus wants to have with you is the same level of love he was asking Peter. Do you agape on me? Do you love me with the self-sacrificing kind of love? I know you don't think you're worthy to, to have this, this, this level of love, but you need to be reminded that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing can get in the way of you having this kind of love with Jesus. Why? Because Jesus wants this level of love with you. And when you read, and remember, you got to remember, this story doesn't stop here. Peter goes on. He, he, he builds himself up back to that level of love. When you study about the acts that he did in, in the book of Acts, you, you find that that level of love was built back up all over again, right? This is just a conversation that, that Peter had. This is sometimes a conversation God's having with us right now. Where do you love me? with a self-sacrificing kind of love. And that's the question Jesus is asking you tonight. It's a question he's asking me. In those moments of weakness, when we struggle with the things that we're battling with, and, and, and we come back to Jesus, it could even be like Peter, where you find yourself back at that same spot you first encountered Jesus at. You can find yourself doing the exact same thing God called you from, but God is still here to say, do you agape on me? Are you willing to come back and be my son again? Are you willing to come back and be my daughter? Are we accepting that from God? Are we saying, yes, Lord, I want to be a son. I want to be a daughter all over again. Or are we being like Peter? We're saying like, it. just let me be a servant, Jesus. I phileo you. I love you like a brother. Because what you want what you need to understand is that what Jesus wants is for you to love him on this level, not here. And no matter what you think that precludes you or stops you from loving God at this level, no matter what it is in your mind that you think doesn't allow you to rise up here, I want you to remember this scripture. Nothing can separate you from the love of God and loving God with an agapeo type of love, a self-sacrificing kind of love. Because there is no greater love than the love that Jesus is talking about here in the scripture. 
a self-sacrificing kind of love, a love that Jesus has already shown to us. And all he's asking, do you love me the same? Do you love me with the same intensity, the same passion that I love you with? I know you think you have things in your life that don't allow you to rise to that level of love, but what I'm here to tell you is that what he did on the cross does allow you to, to come to this level. So I want you to stand right now where you're at. If you're at one of our watch parties, I want you to come together. I want you to hold hands. If we have pastors there or, or road group leaders, I want you to get ready to, to just begin to pray. And what we're going to pray right now is that no matter what we've thought, no matter what we currently have in our mind that makes us think we can't love God on the same level that he loves us because of the things that we've struggled with, because of the things that we've, we've fallen or, or succumbed to in and, and, and been battling with time and time again. No, we're going to bind those things right now in the name of Jesus. And we're going to begin to declare and begin to encourage that nothing, 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 not your past, nothing, not your sins, nothing, not family members, not co-workers, not your bank account not your health, not the curses that have been placed on, on your family tree. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. So my brother, my sister, my friend watching today, I don't want you to get lost in the translation. I want you to understand the true love God is talking about. The true love he wants to have between you and him. And if this is your, your first time watching or you've been watching our, our broadcast for a while, but you've not yet made that decision to make Lord and Jesus, uh, to make uh, Jesus your Lord and Savior, and you're ready to do that right now, and you're like, Pastor Lewis, I want, I want that, I want to, I want to experience that level of love that Jesus is talking about. Then I want you to close your eyes and pray with me this prayer. And let's hold hands right now, Father. I am coming to you, Jesus, because I'm a sinner who needs a savior. I am coming to you, God, because there are things in my life that I've been struggling with over and over again. That there are things in my life that I've been battling with. And because I haven't been able to overcome these things, I feel like I can't love you the way you you want me to love you. But right now, Jesus, I declare you as my Lord and Savior. And I accept what you did for me on the cross. That you shed your blood so that the sin in my life can be removed. And that I could have access to a relationship with you, Jesus. The way you want to have that relationship. That nothing on this earth, nothing in heaven, nothing under the earth, nothing in the ocean, nothing, God, not height, debt, principality, not the government, nothing can separate me from your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Look, if that was you that made this prayer, we want you to text the number below. We want to connect with you. We, we want to connect with you. Connect with you. We want to help you become planted at Word Church to make sure that this relationship that Jesus wants to help to, to have with you is being nurtured and being developed. Because many times in my life, yes, I've been serving the Lord a long time, but many times in my life I felt like Peter, where, man, like I, I did it again. 
And I felt like that prodigal son, not worthy to be called the son of God anymore. But that's not what Jesus talks about. Where he says, nothing can separate you from my love. And that's what Jesus wants you to know right now. What Paul talked about, that you have access to go to the throne of grace. Go with boldness to get the mercy you need when you need it. And so we want to connect with you. Please uh, share this message with anybody who you feel needs to understand what kind of relationship Jesus wants to have with each and every one of us. And I encourage you to remember this. If you, if you write anything, write this down. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Meaning the two-way street, how God wants to love me and how God wants me to love him. God bless your family. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today at Roar Church Podcast. We pray that today's message absolutely blessed you. Hey, there's many ways that you can help support this ministry and give to this ministry. And one is by texting the keywords, Roar Give to 77977. Listen, we cannot reach people without your help. And this stuff doesn't happen without the support of many. So we thank you for partnering with us and we'll see you later.